Hello, welcome back to Why Did Peter Sink? This is the part two of the series Why I Am Catholic, and the subtitle today is We Didn't Start the Fire. One great thing about our age today, while everyone's lamenting it and feeling down, uh, is that humanism and scientism, which are the great isms kind of ruling, have sown the seeds for the return of faith. And let me explain what I mean by that. One of the mantras of modern education, especially in America, is, is this, question everything. Now, this has become a commandment right after the first commandment of believe in yourself. Surely, the first commandment of modernity is thou shalt have no gods before thyself. So, first commandment today, believe in yourself. The second one, question everything. Now, through life experience, study, and observing others who follow this commandment, who believe in themselves, I've found this first modern commandment to be a tragic falsehood. 20 years of personal research proved it to me. I really, really tested that commandment of believe in yourself and believing in myself led to every one of my problems. So that one had to go. But the second commandment of question everything remained stuck in my head for a while. And since God gave us brains to use, I did. Instead of subscribing to what academics and celebrities said, and advertisers, I started looking beyond what had been spoon-fed to me my whole life, starting with the history of the early church. Reading material from the early church is extremely enlightening, much more than anything I learned from the Enlightenment thinkers. In fact, because the first commandment of our time of believe in yourself is false, The second commandment of questioning all that we know led me right back to questioning all the things I learned from teachers, professors, television, and even coaches. The funny thing about commandments is that there is an order to them, and badly ordered commandments make the whole structure crumble. Now, growing up, we are forced to listen to the sales pitch and watch the demo for the product that educators and screen magicians want us to buy. All children must go through this, even through their college years, and the aim is like any other sales pitch. Every sales pitch you see is to conform our minds and thoughts and ideas to the pitch and the demo. The church once held this role of indoctrination of children, but the government took it over, really wresting it away from the believers entirely and making sure that anyone with faith was locked out of the school building. The new sheriff in town didn't believe, and it was imperative that parents or children that did believe keep quiet about it. And like every modern human resources department or people department or whatever they're calling them now, the order to shut up is done using a very honeyed voice, um, saccharine, sugary arguments, and niceties. However, the result is the same as if a drill sergeant had shouted it in your face or if a, a nun rapped your knuckles. Uh, now, today, you are not to discuss faith because the supernatural is not real. And speaking of such things will not be tolerated, not in public schools, especially, especially not at corporate America either, unless it's unless it's uh, a watered down Buddhism called mindfulness, then sure, go ahead, you're, you're safe. Um, the reason for the shunning of the supernatural is because that product has attributes that the school's product lacks.
So if your product is not as good as someone else's, you have to have defenses against it. And I've been in plenty of situations where we need to do this selling a product. The, the product may appeal and it detract from the mainstream sales pitch and demo. So you have to have what's called kill sheets. Um, this is a list of arguments to kill questions about a competitor's product. Um, in my experience, salespeople have come and we've worked together to create kill sheets to say, why is this competitor's product worse than ours? Here's some objections. Here's some um, arrows and swords and, and you know howitzers we can throw at this and destroy the credibility and, and competence of this product. Uh, so I've seen these kill sheets. I've added notes to them about why my company's product are better or that choosing the other company's product would surely lead to the road of ruin. This is basically, you can say how apologetics works for Christians, Protestants, and atheists, uh, where one side has its kill sheets. And when someone starts suggesting another option, like for example, uh, what about Mormonism? I've heard that's good. The salesperson goes to his kill sheet and says, yes, that is an option. Um, Here's 15 reasons why it's not the right fit for you. That's what we do in sales. That's what we do in um, ideologies, especially ideologies. Um, the point of having a public education is supposed to be about enabling a workforce to build a strong nation and really to believe um, to build a faith in your nation. Uh, but it's become more about buying the school's product. It's more about the school now. And as I said in a long post before, you will be indoctrinated to something. For anyone who thinks they have not been indoctrinated, you have been. And if you if you don't think you've been indoctrinated, you've been successfully indoctrinated. So being indoctrinated in youth and, and through school is unavoidable. Uh, moreover, after your indoctrination is complete, much of your life will be figuring it out and wondering if what you were indoctrinated into is the actual truth. Most people will never even learn how far down the indoctrination rabbit hole they are unless they turn off their devices and take a hard look back at the guidance they received. And you even go back, if you go back and read textbooks and things from your education, it's eye-opening sometimes to uh, see what was being taught. In case you're unaware, the purpose of the devices and the dancing images on our screens is precisely so that you do not begin to ask those questions. The commandment of believe in yourself precludes the second commandment of question everything because if in your questioning you come to question that first commandment of believe in yourself, uh, that's the problem. And this is kind of like Isaac Asimov's Laws of Robotics. For anyone who's read iRobot, that's the book. Um, the first law is a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. The second law for robots is a robot must obey the orders given it by human beings except where such orders would conflict with the first law. Likewise, in our laws of modern, the modern indoctrination laws of believe in yourself and question everything, since the human self is a god, questioning everything is permitted so long as questioning the principle of self as god is not questioned. Now there is even a third law of robotics, which I have to marvel at. Um, Asimov, Isaac Asimov was an atheist, and he kind of nailed the worldview that I was taught with his <laughs> laws of robotics. The third law, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. Now, in these laws, a human is sacred 
and the robot is a slave, basically. The sacred thing must be protected at all costs, even if suicide of the slave is needed. Finally, obedience to all orders from the sacred things must be followed. The first commandment of the self is God, or believe in yourself, is unassailable by the second and third laws. And that's what question everything cannot question. So question everything as long as it's not believe in yourself that the self is God. And that is the flaw of this entire indoctrination. Eventually, if you have to believe in yourself and you have to save yourself, you will go to the well inside you and find out that it's empty, that it's cracked. There's a flaw there. The cistern has a crack. The water's flowing out of it. You need something else to save you, something else to help you get out of it. Now, the goal of any indoctrination is to build a wall around you so that you become a disciple who will not even consider other products. If you even hear people argue about Ford and Chevy or Samsung and Apple, you can see how this is, has worked. They, they will not even consider the other product. Um, you, you will use that product the rest of your life. If you believe that the self is a god, then the hope is that you will stick with that idea for the rest of your life. That's the, that's the pitch, that's the demonstration, and proving that for most people, um, for many, many, many people realize that that is bullshit. Sorry, I try not to swear on these, but um, this option that we're given by the world is pitched to us as the only option. And it's like a fear-based advertising for life insurance. Believe in, believe in yourself is pitched in the same way that a salesman will suggest that there's nothing else in the warehouse this is the only one in stock. So you'd better take it. Um, that the other models, they've been discontinued and were all recalled as defective. This is exactly the message taught about Catholicism, that it's no longer for sale because it stopped working for people long ago. It's obsolete. The odd thing, the odd thing about Catholicism is that it was never pitched or demonstrated in the same way to me. There was never any smoke and mirrors, despite there might be incense at church sometimes, but even if there is incense at Mass, it's all laid out in the catechism of the Catholic Church. And the church doors are often not even locked, depends on where you live, even when no one is around. It was, it's the opposite of robotic. It's the opposite of smoke and mirrors. There's nothing coercive about it. There's not even any trickery. It's not a car that is being sold. It's something different. It's not myself being sold to me either. It's something bigger. So the catechism, which I really enjoy reading, and I think anyone who is actually bashing the Catholic Church should read it, but here's one quote, uh, paragraph 160. To be human, man's response to God by faith must be free, and therefore nobody is to be forced to embrace the faith against his will. The act of faith is of its very nature a free act. God calls men to serve him in spirit and in truth. Consequently, they are bound to him in conscience, but not coerced. This fact received its fullest manifestation in Christ Jesus. Indeed, Christ invited people to faith and conversion, but never coerced them. For he bore witness to the truth, but refused to use force to impose it on those who spoke against it. His kingdom grows by the love with which Christ, lifted up on the cross, draws men to himself. 
end of paragraph. So once I bought the product of the self, the believe in yourself product, after high school and college, the product, I had to put that product into usage. See, the thing is, when you're growing up, you don't have to deal with reality so much. Um, and there's a lot of uh, adolescence that goes way past the teens now into like 40 years old. Um, I suppose I knew early on that the product from the pitch and the demo wasn't working very well, but teachers and elders and newsmen and movie stars kept assuring me that this was the way. This was the way. It's always very shiny. The, the wrong way is always very shiny. Um, perhaps I was just using the product incorrectly, I thought. Maybe I just wasn't believing in myself enough. Quite honestly, everything did go pretty well for me, but Luckily, I had this one glaring flaw in alcohol usage that revealed to me the gaping hole in my indoctrination of the self as God. Once the professors faded away and I finally started to turn off the screens around me, the product I had bought proved to be a real lemon. For all of us, life is the proving ground. And life is not a book or a lab experiment or a demonstration. It's real. And bad ideas and bad patterns of living surface eventually. They cannot be hidden forever. No matter how shiny, no matter how many people are nodding at you in assurance, a bad product tattles on itself. So when you go to use the product that promised strength and direction on a dark and cold night and it doesn't work, you know the truth because you are sitting in the dark and the cold. And the self as God can do nothing. The self proves to be a useless God in the end. Why? Because he's not God. That's why. It's simple. But it wasn't only personal experience that showed the broken springs and the lessons of humanism and scientism to me. The problems were everywhere. I actually tried to ignore the obvious problems because I wanted to believe my indoctrination. I really did. I really did. But observing macro issues happening in the wider world which seemed to mirror my personal micro-revelations that were happening, I saw the same gaping hole happening on a larger scale that I discovered on the dark and cold night. Now, many of our current problems, particularly the threat of nuclear war, the disintegration of the family, the numerous eco-disasters we're facing, and the COVID virus itself, are a direct result of our choosing the way of Prometheus over the way of Christ. Um, and as for the COVID virus, I, for one, am done pretending that the virus didn't come from a lab experiment. Um, the wet market story didn't smell right from the start. But I'm not going to digress on that either, because you know me, I'll just digress. So there was no doubt that a free will choice happened before I was born, really on a national scale. I love to use the atom bomb as a point of inflection for when something changed uh, dramatically for a nation. It's one thing you can look at yourself and see changes. You can look at nations. You can look at movements, companies. Um, the atom bomb is a great explosion to mark a change in direction where technology really became a god. Um, honestly, I think the fire started much earlier, way you know, even way before 1776. Uh, the explosion happened when we ate the apple or separated from apes, however you want to interpret it. The, the difference between animals and humans is very clear. And the fall of man is the best answer available. So you can deny God all you like. You can deny him all you want. The fact of sin remains. And it is truly the one provable fact in Judaism, Islam, and Christianity that there was a fall. 
there was a fall. How do we know it? Because you can see it every day. Something is wrong with humans. Everyone has a flaw, a struggle, a dysfunction. And even Billy Joel acknowledges this in his history lesson called We Didn't Start the Fire from late 80s or early 90s, whenever it was. So who did? Who did start the fire? Well, Prometheus did, or he's one of the stories we use for where our problems came from. Sometimes his theft is portrayed as a good thing in Greek myth. Um, He was the ancient symbol of technology and human advancement, sort of like eating from the tree of knowledge. In the Bible, you have Cain, whose descendants built the first city and weapons. Uh, Both of these guys believed in themselves. Yeah, they did. They really believed in themselves. Um, When Prometheus chose to steal the fire from the gods, he certainly believed himself. Um, He may have even questioned why he shouldn't have fire. Um, Oddly enough, Questioning everything is exactly how the serpent in the garden lured Eve into eating from the forbidden tree. It starts with a question. Um, (laughs) And even if Prometheus's intentions were good, which I'm unconvinced, those scientists in Los Alamos who tinkered with physics to produce the atom bomb also believed they had good intentions. But like Prometheus, what was loosed into the world led to far greater problems the biggest of which was fear and doubt. And fear and doubt lead to disenchantment. Fear of man overtakes fear of God. Doubt over God leads to faith in the self or groupings of selves that will remove the fear. And we all know what Yoda said about fear. Leads to the dark side. So I want to use my Yoda impersonation voice, but I'm just going to leave it alone. So that was the mistake. And it's a huge error. It's the error that leads to all others. Jesus said, Matthew 10, verse 28, do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So this mantra of self as God and question everything gets its wings in every age, just as surrender to Christ does. People come back and realize that the self is not God. And eventually, surrendering to God, you win because that's the better commandment. Now, money doesn't save you from anything. Affluence doesn't save you from fear. Pleasure, pleasure, that doesn't either. Power, not even close. Not even close. If you have power, you are more fearful than the person who has nothing. Think of the atom bomb. When the, when we when the United States first had the bomb, they had power. But so did everyone else pretty soon after. And it led to a fearful era in the 50s, leading to the hedonism of the 60s, the aimlessness of the 70s, the greed of the 80s, the nihilism of the 90s, and this internet age of narcissism and isolation today. And now we need a way out. We've painted ourselves into a corner, a lonely corner, where the light of our device only lasts as long as the battery. You know, technology went into hyperdrive and the message of self as God became louder and louder because the technology carried the message, suggesting it at every waking moment, asking us the whole time the classic phrases from Genesis 3. The serpent, the first words out of its mouth. Did God really say that? Are you sure God said that? And then the next thing, he just doesn't want you to become like him. That's the great part. The the question the serpent asks Eve is, did God really say that? Planting the seed of doubt. That's the question. Thus, 
came our long march to meaninglessness and lack of intimacy, um, lack of virtue that, you know, philosophers Nietzsche and Camus and Sartre and other philosophers really saw coming. They were just spelling it out um, in the universities. Everyone else can feel it. Uh, oftentimes we just, we like to point to these people who have degrees and say, wow, that guy really figured out. Everybody knows it. Meaninglessness is simple to explain. It's godlessness. Meaninglessness happens because the self is not a real god. It's a phony. It's a fake. The funny thing, however, of all this messaging and indoctrination is this. Questioning everything is exactly what will lead you right back to the truth, and the truth is God. The truth is Jesus. The truth is that the self is not God. And as the saying goes, the farther you run from God, the more likely you'll run right into the arms of Jesus. The goals of the Renaissance, in its attempt to reinvigorate the world and ideas of classical Greece and Rome, were human-focused rejections of the long, successful, sustainable journey of Christianity through almost every culture in the world. The success of Christianity is hard to fathom or explain, given what it appears to offer externally, which is self-denial and humility. It's the opposite of believe in yourself and question everything. It's believe in God and surrender to win. It's the great sales pitch was the life of Christ and the demonstrations of his own martyrdom came through additional martyrdoms, which hardly seems appealing to humans who shun any and all discomfort and pain. And yet it drew people to him, to Jesus. Self-denial instead of self-determination drew people in droves because they saw something worth living for. And death, the great fear, no longer mattered because something greater was being given to all. That's the end of this episode. I'll be back with another one in this series. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope to talk to you soon. Thanks.